Welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. And this week we watched Quince. From yes. The, again, from the year 2000. August of the year 2000. August of the year 2000. We are getting closer. We do have another um, not decom in the year 2000, but only one. So, <laughs> also, I was looking at the list today, and once we get into like 2001, 2002, they really start going. They start like hit after hit after hit. <laughs> I, I still probably wait. haven't seen most of them. I can't wait. So, <laughs> um, this movie frustrated me because, well, I'm pretty sure I've only seen this like once. And, like, I remember, like, bits and pieces of it, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize that, like, she narrates the whole thing, and then she's like, oh, just kidding, and I'll start, like, writing this down, and I'm like, god damn it! <laughs> and you fell for it. <laughs> there was only, like, one or twice that I started doing that, and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, this movie stars Queen Kimberly J. Brown of Halloween Town. That was my dog. <laughs> Um, we got into her acting career back when we watched Halloween Town, so I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. Um, Shadia Simmons, who we saw in The Color of Friendship. Um, the dad is played by this guy named Daniel Roebuck, and he's, like, some guy that you've seen, and, like, he's, like, one of those actors, again, that has, like, guest starred in literally everything, but he's not, like, a celebrity. Uh, he was Mr. Banks in okay, Mr. Agent Banks Cody and Banks. Agent Cody Banks, but some He, he things... was also Mr. Condor in Sunny with a Chance, which, like, I don't really remember who Mr. Condor is, but he did look so familiar, so that yeah, makes Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying, he looks me. familiar. I wrote down, like, all the things that he was in that I, like, have seen all of, or most of, like, yeah. Criminal Minds, Thrush Off the Boat, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Glee, Sunny with a Chance, which is the Waverly Place, Agent Cody Banks, and Malcolm in the Middle. Who was he in Glee? Because I saw the name, but I didn't know who that was. Um, I, his last name was Karofsky, so I think it's the bully's dad. Oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> okay, so then we have, um, Jake Epstein-Stein. Bad name. It's fine. Yikes. But he was in Degrassi! He was Craig from Degrassi! Elizabeth never watched Degrassi, so she doesn't know or care. But... <laughs> That was fun. He will also be in Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire, and he was also in Charlie Bart Bartlett. Remember that? We yeah, Charlie. That? Yeah, that's a, that's a good movie. Yeah, highly recommend. <laughs> and then um, Vince Corraza. Corraza. Yeah, he's in the Cheetah Girls. We'll get to him. He has a much bigger role. Yeah, he was also in the TV show of Famous Jet Jackson, which again I don't think I ever like actually saw, but I saw like snippets here and there because it would play at like three a.m. And then Braceface. I don't remember, like, who he, he was. He was the voice. Yeah, he was one of the voices I mean, yeah, I can't Face. tell you who yeah. he was. But I just, the theme song for Braceface. Braceface. My life is complicated, boyfriend. <laughs> don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Teenage. <laughs> I want to get out of Braceface. It was, yeah. So I just wanted to mention that because I forget that Braceface existed sometime. <laughs> and I just want to remember. Um, also, there is, like, a cameo by Don Knotts. Who was Barney in the Andy Griffith Show for anyone who's 80 years old like I am and has seen the Andy Griffith Show? I have not. Um, <laughs> Robin Duke was in this. She was a cast member on SNL for a while. Uh, in her IMDb page, there was a picture of her as a cheerleader, but it was not, like, the iconic cheerleader like skits that I've seen. Will Ferrell. Yeah, I've tried, I tried to, like, look up videos, but all of them looked, like, old and not that funny, so I didn't look them up. But I'm sure she was funny. Um, <laughs> she was also on Schitt's Creek, which I didn't realize. It's in the, it's in season six, so we haven't seen it yet. No, she plays, uh, Wendy. She plays the lady from Blouse Barn. Oh. Yeah, because I looked her up because it said like what episode she was in, and I was like, I don't remember. Really, her. I looked up someone on Schitt's Creek, and it said that they were only in. That's James six. Call. That's the um the teacher. He plays Clive on Schitt's Creek, which we haven't seen oh. yet, but we will because that said 2020. But yeah, so that's all I have for them. No one in seventh heaven. Darn, disappointing. 
So, this movie opens up with newspaper clippings of quintup newborn quintuplets and a girl is narrating to the camera. I did not write down everything she said, but she's she, basically just saying that, like, oh, look at these pictures. Do you see anything that's missing? It's me. I'm not in any of them. Yeah, she says uh, these are the Grover quintuplets, and her name is Jamie, and she's part of the Grover family, but this story is not about the quintuplets. It's about Jamie. Um, she said it's one of those girl finds herself even though she didn't know she was lost stories. Yeah, but it's not going to be lame or boring. Don't worry. <laughs> she promises. <laughs> Uh, then she reveals that she is the Quint's sister, and we're go- We're gonna start, um, back before they arrived. Right. So we go back, um, she's, st- she, like, narrates, like, 80% of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Dad is taking college classes to get a promotion. Mom publishes, um, their small-town newspaper, and it's a little bit scattered here and there. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie walks by the fridge, and it's full of pictures of her. And then she pours cranberry juice on her face <laughs> for some reason, and that's like I guess a funny I guess moment. It's funny, I don't know. Yeah, uh, she goes outside and she starts talking about I live in Milford, and she it's like all of the Disney movies where it's like it's a regular town, it's the and middle town blah, 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 of middle America, blah, blah, blah. white people, and she's like. Here are my BFFs, Zoe and Brad. Brad is Craig, and Zoe is um. Uh, the one Shadia from the, Simmons. Yeah, from, from The Color of Friendship. And she's like, this is high school. I love it. And then we see, like, a marching band and a goddamn circus. And, and someone breathing fire. Someone breathing fire. And then she's like, just kidding, I hate high school. <laughs> she's like, uh, did I get you? Oh, wait, she's not in high school. She's in eighth no, grade. She, okay, that's the thing. She says that she's in high school, but then at the end of the movie, she's like, and then I'm going off to ninth grade. And oh. I'm like, <laughs> did no one watch this before it was made? Like, I what? don't know. So, anyway, yeah. Um... Yeah, and then she's like, this is who I was before the Quince arrived, and I have to show you who I was so we can see my character growth. Yeah, so they get to school, and her and her two friends, Zoe and Brad, have this thing where they have their report cards, and they say, A's, 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 and then look at them in the hopes that they will get A's. <laughs> it's not going to change me. <laughs> if you yeah. want it to happen, you got work throughout the semester yeah so they look at their report cards and brad gets all a's because he is very smart he's a genius yeah zoe gets some like it's a's like and a's b's, b's. and good. Uh, they don't ever tell us exactly what jamie got but we know it's, that it's, it's not, not what she wanted it's not a's and b's yeah and so she uh yes yeah, so then the the art teacher comes up i think and then um, her friend Zoe is like, Jamie, you should do art club. And the teacher's like, you should do art club. And she's like, nah, I got the science fair project. And she's like, I enter contests all the time to try and win blue ribbons. And my parents want me to go to George Washington Science Ma- Magnet School. And because she's an only child, um, her parents have, like, this life plan for her. And um, her dad is, like, the manager of a department store. And, like, that's why he's taking, like, these college classes to get a promotion. So, like... They and I don't think either of them went to college, so mm-hmm. they have like this long life plan for her, and she feels like she's under a lot of pressure to live up to those expectations. Well, yeah, and before knowing like most of this, the teacher is just like, "Follow your heart, join <laughs> art club," and she's <laughs> like, "I'm not even good at art," and then just like kind of leaves. Yeah, and she yeah, she's like, "I'm an only child, and I hate letting my parents down," and um, and yeah, so she feel she feels like her parents are like putting. Uh, putting her under this pressure because they're like we want you we have this plan you're going to go to to this magnet school and from that school you're going to get into a good college yeah but she's not getting very good grades at the moment and she doesn't really like win the science fair or anything so she's like oh my parents well she feels like she's letting her parents down even though like at the time she doesn't really get that that's not really what she wants but because they want it for her she will like 
thinks she wants it, basically. Yeah. It's kind of the vibe. So, uh, at that, after that, she goes to where her dad works, which is, like, a hard, hardware store. Like a department store. Like, like a Walmart, kind of. Yeah, like I guess. Home Depot, maybe yeah. Lowe's, I don't know. Yeah. And so, she goes there, and she shows him her report card, and he immediately just, like, looks disappointed, and it's just like, that's okay, we have time to, like, improve it, basically. Like, yeah. He does not have a good reaction at all, which, like... I don't know. Well, I mean, like, if your kid, like, gets, like, really bad grades, like, I think he would be disappointed, but he's not, like, outraged or anything. Well, no, but he, like, I don't know. She just, he's she just wants like, so badly to please them, and they don't, like, they're not like, oh, it's okay, we'll just, like, work on doing this. Like, I don't know. They don't help her, like, make an actual plan to improve. They're just, they like, kind of let her do it on her own. Yeah, which isn't very helpful. <laughs> but, yeah, so they talk about George Washington again, and he's talking, uh, dad starts talking about how 90% of kids from there go to college. And so that's really and, important yeah, to them. Yeah, well, and then they say that she's going to be the first Grover to go to college. Even yeah. though he's literally taking college classes? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I guess they mean, like, right out of high school. I don't know. Maybe he's, I don't know. Maybe they're talking about, like, a four-year university. Yeah. So after that, she goes to mom's office. And she- mom is on the phone at this point trying to get Jamie an internship. Jamie is, what, 13 yeah. or 14? She's trying to get her you an internship. You can't even, like, legally work. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. Let alone, like, be hired for slave labor. <laughs> yeah, and so... Because oh, that's and- legal once you're in college. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, uh, Jamie asks if mom is feeling better. A little hint of something that's to come. Um... Yeah, and her parent and she like shows her mom her report card, and her parents like they're kind of like in denial because they're like, "Oh, you'll still get into George Washington Magnet School, even though like her schoolwork consistently proves otherwise." Because yeah. it sounds like you have to be like really smart to get into this. Yeah, school. yeah, I have no idea. Mom, like again, like looks kind of disappointed and doesn't really say anything. They just kind of like avoid talking yeah, about they're it. Just, which... They're just like, "You'll get it up." Like yeah. that's it. Yeah. Uh, so then, <laughs> Jamie explains that mom treats the newspaper as a family email chain. Because mom starts asking Jamie to give her a poem that she wrote in class. She's like, I, people love that corner that we do about our family. And I'm like, do they though? Oh, I would die. <laughs> <laughs> I just wouldn't let that happen. I would just be like, no. Like, can you imagine, like, like it doesn't sound like English is her thing either. So, like, can you imagine some, like, shitty poem you wrote when you were, like, 13 in and your si- mom publishes it in the town paper? In sixth grade, we had an entire unit on poetry and we had to write all of these poems. I still have it from, like, my mementos from grade school. And it's so bad, all of them. Like, we had to try all of these different things. Like, we had to do different rhyme schemes. We had to do haikus and, like, like the ones I don't know it just, it's remember, not good none of them were good I wrote one because there was this book or something that like you could like submit a poem and it was like combined just like poems from like middle schoolers all around the country and mine was so st- I like, didn't try at all mine was so stupid it was like October and it was like Halloween is coming there will be candy parents don't think that is dandy <laughs> <laughs> did it make it in the book it did, but you had to, like, pay to get it in, so. Oh. <laughs> You're like, no. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's our two cents on poetry and why <laughs> and it should not be put poetry. in the newspaper. Right. So then at dinner, um, Jamie's parents are, like, talking about her future again, and at the table, she just kind of, like, screams. Like, it's, like, physical, but, like, it's more, like, internal. Yeah. It's and so then explain. it cuts to her, like, being on the phone, leaving a message for Brad. Yeah, it's just <laughs> a message. She's just like, ah! 
She's like, let me know when you get this. And then she, like, goes back to working on her science project. Yeah, she's like, I do love my parents. And she's narrating. She's like, I was lost, but I didn't know it. Well, yeah, and she said, like, again, she loves her parents, but she's frustrated with them because they're, like, expecting all of this stuff from her that she feels like she can't do. So, yeah. Uh, she then, so it's, like, the next morning, and she said she knew wait, wait, something. Wait, 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 um, th- After she's on the phone, her dad walks into the room, and, um... Dad is working on, or Jamie's working on a science fair project, mm-hmm. and Dad is like, you know, I wasn't that good in school except at photography. I was really good at photography, but I had to give it up because I had my life plan. I met your mom, and we had you, and I had to make money and be sustainable. Yeah. So that's, like, kind of like, he wants something different for Jamie. Right. And, like, that's, like, one of the reasons they put so much pressure mm-hmm. in the science fairs this Friday. Yeah, so she's working on her project, and it's one of those, like, circuits where you use a like fruit or vegetable yeah well she's using an onion but it's to like circuit it I don't really know how that works because I'm not good at science but apparently it works but uh she has another one of the daydreams where I think she wins but she's like just kidding and Brad is actually the winner of the science fair yeah Brad yeah Brad wins the blue ribbon yeah he compliments Jamie on her project but she's like oh like you won that's awesome and he's like yeah but my parents aren't here to like see it or whatever and she's just like they're never here they breeze over this so much like Brad is so sad because he like he consistently does well but his parents aren't there to celebrate it with him they yeah and they never they like mention it again later in the movie yeah like parent teacher conferences because his parents just like didn't show up yeah and then Jamie's like but that was expected yeah and it's like what the hell yeah it's so messed up (laughs) we'll get to that later (laughs) yeah so he wins um her parents walk up to her and they're just like oh like good job Jamie like we'll I don't know get him next year I don't know yeah and then mom is like oh I found this essay writing contest that you can enter when we get home so they're like literally already on to the next thing which is like what Jamie is explaining the entire movie yeah and so then they leave and Jamie talks to her friends and she says she just she's like I just wish for a few days where I wasn't like the center of my parents lives because I I can't give them what they want. And then she says, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> yeah, and then she's walking home, like, the next day from school, I get or, yeah, she's like, well, because it's daytime, it's not, or maybe the science fair is during the day, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but she's walking, she walks into her house, um, and her parents are like, how do we tell Jamie? And Jamie's like, how do you tell me what? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we are revealed, we are revealed, <laughs> it is revealed that mom is pregnant, and Jamie is initially very excited. And mom, she's like, oh, I don't understand how this would happen. And Jamie's like, well, remember you told me when a man and a woman love each other very much? <laughs> yeah. And, they're, and like, they're like, not that part, Jamie. <laughs> well, yeah. And then they're like, mom is really pregnant. Like, really, 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 really pregnant. And then Jamie um, starts narrating again. She's like, mom was pregnant with quintuplets. That's five, in case you didn't know, or something like that. And, and so, so, like, I wonder, as I going to look this up, like, how common, like, natural quintuplets are, like, not out of, like, fertility treatments or anything? Yeah, not very common, I don't yeah. think. <laughs> yeah, so they do this little montage, and Jamie kind of narrates, they're, like, cleaning out a room for a nursery. The months pass by, it started in January, and mm-hmm. then it, like, goes to September. Mom doesn't get bigger during this montage, at all. They also don't give any explanation about how this would be a new school year. Yeah. They don't address that ever, <laughs> so that's fine. Um, but yeah, so Jamie continues saying that, like, things are pretty much normal until the babies got there. Um, yeah, so, well, like, it, by the time, like, the bottom of the screen shows September, like, in the montage, Mom is, like, isn't showing anything. But then by the time the montage is over and Mom is going into labor, she has, like, a huge stomach. 
Yeah, they need to do that the best. (laughs) But yeah, so Jamie gets home from school and she's trying to show her report card to her parents, but her mom is having contractions, so she's obviously like not the time. (laughs) So dad is like freaking out, trying to grab all this stuff, and then Jamie's freaking out like he's never seen a baby before. Well, I I don't know. I know that some guys get very stressed out whenever their wives have kids. So he had one thirteen years ago. Okay, well this is five. I feel like that's also a lot higher risk. (laughs) <laughs> yes, anyway, they all go out to the car, and then, like, Jamie goes back inside to grab Dad, but then Dad comes out the other way, and then they almost leave without her, which yeah. is foreshadowing. Oh, yeah, but she runs up against in the car, and they, like, drive off. So they go, and they're in the hospital. Somehow her friends got there. They're, like, yeah. in the waiting room together, and Dad well, I'm comes- sure it was a lot. There was a big, like, time gap. <laughs> I guess, but Dad comes out, and he announces that the first Quint has been born. It's Adam. He's a boy. They're all like, whoa, They so have exciting. these suckers that they're giving to strangers. I don't really know what the well, point is. Yeah, I, I, people do that. They give, like, not cigars, but, like, candy. They're suckers. I, think. That's, I didn't say well, cigars. Well, I know, but I'm saying, like, it used to be, like, cigars or something. Like, that's to a strangers? thing. I don't know. It, it's a thing. Oh. But, they, yeah, they were giving candy. And then he comes out, and he's like, Becky! And so they're like, it's a girl! And then he comes out again, and he says, Charlie! And it's a boy! And then they come out again, it's Debbie! It's a girl! Come out again, the last one, it's Eddie. And the worst names. Yeah. Well, they're, <laughs> they're going A, B, C, D, E. Yeah. But it's not good. So they're like, oh my god, so exciting! And that's like... And they go, it's amazing. It's more than amazing. It's Quince! Yeah. Yeah. And so at this point we learn, Jamie tells us that the, uh, the quints are the first quintuplets to be born in their state. So the reporters were all like waiting for them when they got home basically. Cause this is like a big news story, I guess. Um, so then. I feel like they were all like on their lawn. I think that's illegal. Yeah. Also, how would they have known? I don't know. That breaks HIPAA. I don't really know what HIPAA is, but I'm sure it does. That's the, hus- that's the hospital confidentiality. Well, yeah, like, I know what it is. I just don't know exactly what it means. Um, and, yeah, and then Jamie's, like, reality set in fast. And then we cut to all five babies, like, all crying at the same time. And Jamie and her parents are, like, relaying the children. And Dad starts, like, listing reasons for crying. Again, like, he's never seen a baby before. He's, like, crying. That could mean they're tired. They're wet. They're hungry. And it's, like, but... Did you not raise a child? Well, I mean, I'm sure it's different with five of them, but yeah, they're so, like, they're trying to drive home that, like, oh, the parents try to plan everything, blah, blah, yeah. blah, and it's just, like, dumb. It's dumb. Yeah. So, Dad has this, like, yeah, like you said, a clipboard for some reason, but eventually they're able to get all of the babies asleep, and then the parents are like, it's 2 a.m., I'm glad that they're asleep now, and Jamie's well, like- before that, they ran out of diapers, so Dad had to run out for more, and Mom needed Jamie's help, and yeah. then they finally got the babies down at 2 a.m. Well, yeah, and Jamie is- with them like helping them at 13 or 14 and then she's like okay well I'm gonna go to bed now and as she walks away one of the babies starts crying again but it stops and then they're like I don't know why that is a thing but it was anyway Jamie only got like an hour of sleep last night because all the babies were crying all the time well yeah and she's she's like I love the quince but I was so tired and I hardly like got any sleep so she gets to school that day and her friends ask how she feels like do you feel any different (laughs) yeah and so they ask her what she's gonna do with her new freedom because she's like oh yeah like my parents are obviously taking care of five newborns she's like my life is gonna be better and Brad's like how is your life gonna be better (laughs) yeah and so she's going to have this freedom, and they're like, oh, what are you going to do? 
do? And she's like, I'm going to focus on getting into GW, which is what they call yeah, the Yeah, she's like, maybe, maybe without my parents watching my every move, I can, like, focus on my own with, like, out there watching eyes. Yeah, but then Zoe is like, is that really what you want? And she's like, don't you want to do, like, something else? And Wait, she's this like... This is where we also learn that Brad is going to GW because he's super smart. Yeah. And so Zoe's, again, suggests, like, hey, maybe you should join our club. Well, and the then, art teacher comes up. Yeah, and again. Zoe, and Zoe goes... What should Jamie do with her life? And he's like, join art club. <laughs> Literally. He has the stupidest lines. I did not write them down, but they are not good. But uh, his name is Mr. Something, but I called him Mr. B because it starts with a B. Um, so, and he's like, yeah, he's like, I think you might like it. Even though, even though, like, the only connection they have is that her friend is an art club. Well, yeah, and she's like, I'm not good at art. And he's like, that's okay. Like, you still <laughs> might like it. Yeah, she's like, art club could be fun, but my heart isn't there. And our club has no grades either, so that's, like, a pressure off. Well, yeah, but he says, he asks where her heart is. She says, I don't know. And then he's like, well, then you should join our club. <laughs> it, it, he also has all of these lines later about, like, because I'm a teacher. Yeah, because I I'm a, it, I don't get it. I don't. It makes no sense. It's, it's not a, funny. He, he has a weird relationship that, like, crosses the line a couple times. It's It's weird. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, so at home, Jamie says, there was so much less pressure. Just kidding. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. yeah, Zoe and Jamie come home, and the mom, like, immediately asks Zoe to change a diaper. And yeah. And Zoe's like, I've never done that before. I'm 13. <laughs> yeah, she just, like, makes them help. And so mom is exhausted, which, like, obviously, she says that she hired a baby nurse because she can't do it alone. And so at this point, the nurse shows up. She's Irish for some reason. Yeah, and she, like, starts taking over. name Fiona. <laughs> yeah, her name's Fiona, and she's like, okay, you two out. She's like, immediate family only, only. and Jamie's like, I'm their sister. And she's like, oh, sorry, number six. And then, yeah. and she's like, my name's Jamie. But she only refers to all of them by numbers. For some reason, Jamie's six, when she should be one. I get it, but, like, also not good. And then Zoe's just like, okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, same. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, and then it's just, like, kind of decided that Jamie is going to help Fiona while mom rests. Yeah. And Fiona's like, we have to synchronize them. They're all gonna, like, do a schedule, like, at the exact same time, at the exact same day, which, like, you keep, it's not real. Well, yeah, and she's, like, making Jamie help, like, record their stats of, like, pooping and peeing and go- sleeping and changing diapers. Yeah. I don't At, know. like, the same time, I don't know. <laughs> it, yeah, it doesn't make sense. I mean, like, it's, it's like, obvious that, like, this isn't supposed to work. Yeah. And but so, Jamie's the only one who sees that. Yeah. And so Jamie's like, after that, I started staying late at school for art club to avoid going home. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently art club meets after school. But, um. And this art club, they just, like, choose whatever they want and they make it, which sounds like so much fun. Well, yeah. At art club, the teacher says, when you don't know what to do, do something you don't know how to do. And he hands her a piece of paper and a pencil. And I was like, are you telling me she's never drawn before? Well, he says, close your eyes and, like, draw what you see. And I'm like, bitch, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. But no, okay, Kelly and I were on the executive board of art club in high school. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, if our art club was just, like, you go to the art room and you just, like, make whatever you want, it would have been so much fun. Well, I mean, you already had to pay dues to be in the club, like, a little bit for, like, I don't know, one or two events that we did or something. Yeah. So. It probably like, cost a lot of money. Yeah, I understand why they didn't, but also, like, yeah, what did art club even do? <laughs> Um, I was really busy senior year. I I don't know why I was on the exec board because I, I was didn't hardly even ever there. Yeah, well, I didn't even go half the time because I needed help with physics homework or my ride left early every single day. <laughs> yeah, it was a whole thing. But we we were in art club, so we understand. <laughs> we didn't do shit. <laughs> yeah, but she starts drawing, and that's 
that's it. Then we cut oh, yeah, to we Fiona. Come. Again, she's calling her number six. Again, she's Fiona's yelling dating. at mom for, like, making the kids go off schedule. Well, because she, like, got two of them confused or something. Like, she changed the wrong one's diaper at the wrong time or something. I don't know. It's really dumb. Uh, but Dad's not there at all. Yeah. And so... Jamie puts her art up in the room, some art that she made at art club, like in the little nursery, and she's like all excited about it. And Jamie calls all of the quintuplets by name because she, to them, like to her they're individuals, they're not like the unit of the quints. Yeah, and those are her siblings. Like she knows them, she loves them. Like that's yeah. that. And then we cut to um, Dad is like figuring out money problems in the kitchen, and they're like, we can't afford Fiona, and we have to send five kids to college at once, and. Um, this is whenever Jamie's like, I'm going to tell my parents they're in art club, and I think they're going to be mad because it's not, like, part of the plan or whatever, but mm-hmm. they're so tired that, like, they don't even hear what she's saying. Um, and Jamie's like, I'm enjoying, like, some of my freedom, and, we, like, we see her um, eating dinner alone by herself, <laughs> and she's, like, eating whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then Jamie's like, I kind of, like, began to enjoy art, and I would, like, make things for my siblings, and it was fun. Yeah. Um, and, like, Fiona's there, and she's talking about, like, what's best for the baby, or yeah, what's best for the babies? And Jamie's like, what is best for them? Because um, they're, like, talking about, like, starting them, like, t- starting the babies on this life plan. And, like, oh, they're going to, like, go to good schools and go to good colleges. And Fiona's like, don't you want what's best for them? And Jamie's like, they're literal newborns. Well, yeah, like, that's what she says. Know. She says, I want what's best for them, but how could anyone know what's best for them? Right, like, they don't have fully formed brains. They're babies. Like, how how could you know what's best for them? You just need them? to keep them alive. Yeah. <laughs> that's what's best for them. Yeah. And so then, at this point, she also starts thinking about, like, her own self, and she ta- she thinks about, like, how her parents have always said, like, they want what's best for her, but she's like, how do they know what's best for me when I don't know what's best for me? So, right. So, this is where Jamie's like, my life hadn't changed like I hope. Um, Dad still obsesses, like, over her life plan, um, and at this point, Fiona gets fed up with the five babies and quits. Yeah, she just, like, leaves, almost leaves with Debbie in one of those little, like, thingies that, like, you hold babies in across your shoulders. <laughs> so they, like, take Debbie and then she leaves. And so now they're all really stressed because, like, what are they going to do? They already couldn't, like, afford Fiona, but they're going to need to get babysitters. And but they can't Jamie, afford that either. Like, the parents aren't really doing, like, a good job of making her feel like... Like, you are their older sibling, but, like, it's not your responsibility to raise them. Well, yeah. And so Jamie <laughs> offers to, like, be their babysitter, and they're like, like, no, yeah, she- like, that's not going to work. Like, you with all of them or whatever. She's like, okay, well, I'll, like, She's like, I'll give up in. my allowance. Well, yeah. She's like, I'll give up my allowance. You can use that for diapers and babysitters. And they're like, no, like, you shouldn't have to sacrifice for them. But, like, they're talking about this at the dinner table all oh, the right. time. They're, like, the way they're saying it, it's almost, like, manipulative, like, you don't have to. They, well, and, like, I think that genuinely they're, like, oh, they feel kind of bad that this is happening. But, but they like, don't, like, make it clear. Like, they, like, it's obvious, like, how Jamie is feeling. Yeah. That, like, she's, like, partly responsible for everything. But they're not doing a good job of making her think that she's not. Yeah. Like, she's, she is still a literal child. Right. And so, um, at this point, someone arrives at the door, so Jamie goes and opens the door, and Dad goes with her, and there's this man that's there, and in the background, you can see this diaper truck with all of these, like, boxes of diapers being unloaded, and this guy introduces himself, and he's like, hey, my name is Albert, um, do you guys want your babies to be famous? I'll be an agent. Yeah, he's like, I'm an agent, and I can market the quints, and with this, like, strategy, we can get a contract with a diaper company and make enough money to pay babysitters, so that's what they do. Yeah, and so for some reason they invite this random man who showed up at their house into their home. <laughs> he is holding one of the babies while it's naked, and it starts peeing on him. And I'm like, that's what you get for holding a stranger's baby <laughs> while it's naked. Why would you do that? 
Um, yeah, so outside, like, the next day or something, Albert, like, pulls his car up beside Jamie, and Albert's like, oh, I don't want you, Jamie, to feel left out, and, um... And, but we're and, gonna have to leave you out. Yeah, and then at this point, Jamie's like, Albert kind of made me, like, think about who I was, um, and then we, like, cut to art club, and Jamie is, like, she's using, like, the situation in her life, and she's, like, getting those feelings out through art, mm-hmm. so she sketches, like, her messy house and, like, the way that she sees it, because her, her teacher, his whole thing is, like, you have, like, this special gift of, like, observance, and, like, you see things, like, in a different way than everyone else, and you should, like, use art to, like, like, show people what you see. Right. Um, yeah, and so, like, she's getting good at art, and, um... Let's she see. asked the teacher for some guidance about, like, what she should do next or whatever. And I guess Zoe is there, too. And Zoe says, like, maybe you need a new plan because she's kind of talking about how, like, she doesn't know. Like, she really likes art, but, like, she's supposed to be going to yeah, GW. Like how, yeah, how that's like, to help me get to GW. Yeah. And so the teacher tells her to draw people to try and inspire her creativity. Oh, my God. Okay. So he's like, you're going to start drawing portraits. Portraits 101. So he grabs Zoe and he just says, capture it. That's Portraits 101! <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> I scared my dog. Yeah, listen, well, Portraits, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, okay at art, right? I cannot fucking draw people and, like, real-life people to save my goddamn life. Well, it is so hard. Some people are just better than that. Like, some people can do that better than other things. But still, like, it, well, this is, like, someone who's, like, new to art. Like, everything she's drawing is, like, a little bit, like, cartoonish. Yeah. And then he, like, pulls this girl and she just goes, capture it. I was so angry. I don't know. Apparently she goes to art club every day. Apparently this happens every day, which also doesn't make sense. Also, this is a middle school in a small town. There'd be no way they have the budget for an art club. Well, yeah, and also, like, are they paying this teacher to be there after school? Is he just doing this out of his own, like, Where's the money for football? (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. But, yeah, so she starts, like, drawing. Well, they just cut away to to that, but... um, the quints are what got her into portraits because we see her yeah, like drawing she's, pictures she's of like, the babies. She's like, I started drawing the quints and I just I couldn't stop. Yeah, and so um, she's in the nursery like trying to draw one of them, and all of a sudden mom comes in and there's like this camera crew and she, they're trying to shoot this like diaper commercial. And uh, whenever Al like came up to her earlier, he was like, I need you to agree that like you're not gonna try and be a part of this because you're not a part of it. And she's just like okay yeah that's fine so he's like covering her the entire time they're like doing this commercial it's like a really weird thing that's going on yeah after the commercial then the agent like mom is like kind of i think like whenever they first signed on they were thinking like oh we'll just do this to like cover our expenses and then we won't bother with it but then the agent kind of manipulates mom into thinking that the quince have a limited time as a marketable asset Mm -hmm. and so this is kind of like when everyone starts really going full force into the quince as a unit, not individuals. Well, and he's also, like, like you said, he's, like, manipulating them. He's like, well, it's not just, like, about the diapers and stuff. Like, what about sending five kids to college and, like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and so, so dad's like, oh. Yeah, so dad <laughs> obviously hops on this. Because this entire time, dad is working, like, double shifts. He's, like, working so hard, I guess still going to college. So, like, yeah. he's obviously very overworked, so they're going to put their children to work. I have mixed feelings about that, but that's another story. <laughs> this, was, this was the original story about, like, influencers using their kids for money. Yeah, it's a lot. but <laughs> Which I have some opinions on. We will not get into that well, now. We won't get into that. 
Yeah. yeah so mom printed an entire uh, newspaper issue about the Quince, which had no mention of Jamie. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie tells Zoe um, in art club that the Quince, again, like they're not being treated as individuals. Everyone only sees them as a unit. Yeah. Jamie talks about how she doesn't like that because like they're separate people. They're all, like you said, individual. And so she's talking to the art teacher and she's talking about this and the teacher's like, you know, your parents are probably like overwhelmed. They can't see clearly right now. Right. Like they're taking care of five newborns. And he's like, maybe you should use your artistic observational skills and, like, help them see what you're trying to make them see. (laughs) So that night, Jamie is, like, in the nursery again. She spends, like, all of her free time in the nursery, I guess. Sketching them. Yeah. And so she, um. Well, then the parents walk in. They're like, oh, look at our girl doing schoolwork. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I guess so. (laughs) But one of the babies starts crying. And so Jamie knows who the baby is by their cry and what they need by the cry. And the parents are just like, what do you mean? Like, how do you know all this stuff? And she's like, uh, she's saying something and he's like, no, this is Adam. And they're like, no, it's not. And they're like, yeah, it's, it's this crib. And she's like, no, I moved them to different cribs. And they're like, why would you do that? And she's like, cause you don't even know your own babies. Yeah. Jamie like starts like describing like their own like little personalities and she wanted, she just, like, wanted to see if her parents could tell them apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, and that's when Jamie points out that, like, the Quince aren't being treated as, like, separate individuals, but they just, like, flat out ignore her. Yeah. And then this is when Jamie realizes that her parents are starting to force expectations that were on her onto the Quince. And, like, since they're her siblings and she loves them, she doesn't want that. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we cut to Dad walking into Jamie's room, and he's like, I feel horrible for not, like, being able, I mean... I don't blame him (laughs) for, like, being able to tell my own kids apart. But Mm -hmm. he's like, I have been working, like, doubles every single day. And Jamie's like, I understand. Like, it's, I'm just, like, trying to, like, make a point or whatever. Yeah. And Dad is like, you know, when you were born, we saw her, we saw you as absolutely perfect. And we, like, had this plan for you. And now Dad's like, I'm worried I don't have a plan. But Jamie's like, the the only plan you need is, like, just to love them. Yeah, And, like, she's saying, she's saying that, like, to the Quins, but she also means it, like, for herself. Yeah, like, you don't have to have a life plan for your children. Like, they have to work on that Also, this is a lot to, like, unload on your 13-year-old. Yeah, yeah, and so. And again, like, whenever he says, like, we saw you as perfect, Jamie's like, oh, like, that's how they see me and that's what I need to be. Yeah, so after that conversation, Jamie is narrating again. She says that over the next month, she sees that dad is, like, trying harder. He's, like, trying to spend more time with each of the quints individually, treating them as individuals. And so, um. But that means that he's also, like, getting more into the, um, like, quints in the media and, like, making money. Yeah. And, like, more as, like, the quince as a unit. Yeah. Um, and so Jamie decides that this is the time for her to let her parents in more. So she tries to tell mom that she's not entering the science fair, but mom is too busy, like, looking at clothes for the quince for They're something that's going on. They're shooting a commercial, on. like, on their front lawn. Yeah. And so mom, is, like, just doesn't respond at all. And so she's like, oh, well, I guess that went well. But we have another unfabulous moment of, um a fake parent-teacher conference where, Yeah, like, well, because mom says that she can't make dinner tonight, but she will attend the parent-teacher conferences tomorrow night. Yeah. But in reality, her parents forgot about the parent-teacher conference, and her and Brad are the only ones there. Apparently all the teachers just left them in the school by themselves. Yeah, okay, well, like, in this, like, um, imaginary moment where she's entering the parent-teacher conferences, I'm like, Jamie and her parents are walking in holding hands. 
Like, Jamie's in the middle, and she's, like, holding each other's hands, and I'm like, what's going on? But then I was like, oh, it's not real. Yeah. Yeah, they, they forgot to show up, and Brad's parents didn't show up, and Jamie's like, yeah, but, like, your parents never show up. Yeah. Well, it's, like, it's at this point that Brad's like, hey, like, that's not okay. You, like, just because they didn't show up doesn't mean that they shouldn't have, or, like, just because they never do doesn't mean that they shouldn't. Yeah, and Jamie's like, why should I even try in school if, like, my parents don't care? And Brad's like, you should get good grades for yourself, like, because you want to. Like, that's what I do. So, Jamie walks into the nursery to yell at her parents. She's like, you miss anything tonight? Mm-hmm. Um, and... Dad apologizes. He said he was working overtime. Mom said she got cut up because the Quints have a big commercial tomorrow. Uh, Mom thinks that Jamie... Yeah, so Mom thinks that, like, Jamie's upset because of, like, a lack of attention, kind of. Which, like, it kind of is that, but it's not exactly that. So, Mom suggests that Jamie should be in the commercial tomorrow. That'll yeah, make it's everything like, better. it's like... They think it's, like, the media attention that the kids are getting is what making... Is what... Is what is making Jamie angry. Yeah, and so she's like, yeah, let's be in the commercial. So Jamie says no at first, but she considers it, and she's like, you know, we haven't gotten to spend a lot of time as a family all together. Like, I'll do it. So Al agrees that Jamie can be in the commercial, and Jamie's excited to be included again. But we cut to the next day, and Jamie will not come out of this truck that she's, like, her trailer, I guess. And so Dad is like, hey, like, come on, you need to come out, and Al is there too. So they open, like, the back of the truck, and she's dressed as a giant diaper with, like, a bonnet on her head, and she's like, I'm not wearing this. This is ridiculous. And Al's like, oh, there's lots of actors who would vie for this role. And she's like, give it to one of them, and closes the door. And so Al gives, like, some half-ass apology, but that's, like, literally yeah. it. Jamie, like, refused to do to do the commercial, and so afterwards, the parents and the agent were like, it'd be nice if you were there, and the agent is like, it's all about the quince, and Jamie, you're being selfish. Yeah. So, yeah, so after this is, um, they're in art class, and Brad gets angry, um, that, yeah, Brad gets angry about, like, Jamie's anger, and this is where he starts to yell at Jamie, and Jamie's like, they don't care about me, and Brad is, says, I would give up all of my achievements for, like, how Jamie treats you, um, and that's whenever, like, Brad yells, like what you were saying before, Brad yells and gets upset and leaves, um, and so Jamie's like, is um, GW better for me, or, oh, I guess he's like, she, like, yeah, no, she asked an art teacher, is like, GW good for me and he says that you don't need George Washington school to be successful and Jamie wishes that her parents would acknowledge her art talent and this is where she learns that her sketches are going to be a part of the main exhibit at the school art show which is a big deal right so back at home Jamie tells her parents um about the exhibit and they both act like it doesn't matter because it's art but of course it's a daydream and whenever she actually tells her parents they're both like excited for her uh mom is impressed because it's exciting and dad's like oh i was good at photography see (laughs) you got it from me um and they're like we promise we'll be there it opens on saturday um so at this point um dad goes to work and then the agent walks in mm -hmm. um and uh, in the morning, Jamie reveals that she saved seats for her parents at the awards ceremony at the art show. Yeah. The agent walks in and reveals that the parents are guests of honor at the Governor's Parent of the Year Gala and Dinner. Yeah, they were named They're the Parents, named of, parents the year. of the Year by the Governor. Yeah. So the mom is like, I'm gonna go upstairs and tell the quince, and dad has to go to work. 
And Jamie sees the invitation and realizes that it's on the same day as the art show and starts crying. Yeah. Because so. they they saw the invitation and, like, it didn't even register to them. That well, and she day. had literally just said, like, oh, I'm saving seats for you yeah. for this thing or whatever. So she runs into school. She runs into the art room and starts immediately, like, tearing up all of her drawings. And so her friends come over and, like, try and rip them out of her hands and, like, get her to stop. And so they ask her what's wrong, and she's upset. She's talking about how, like, their parents of the year are getting this award, but, like, they can't even pay attention to their own daughter. Yeah, she's, like, she believes that she's not enough and that her parents just forgot about her. And that's when the art teacher walks in, and Jamie's like, I'm not going to your art show. I'm going to stay home and watch the quince while my parents go out to this dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we cut to Jamie and her friends opening their report cards, and Jamie reveals that she got an A in art and no C's. Her best report card ever so exciting but she doesn't care yeah her friends try and cheer her up but that doesn't really work so some dude comes into their art class and the teacher is like uh it's not an emergency but jamie something's going on so she gets rushed to the hospital he he drive the art teacher drives jamie to the hospital in his vw bus well yeah apparently for some reason that's allowed i mean i guess it was like different in 2000 like i don't think it was like as weird for like male teachers to drive female students in his Any car. teacher. But, I mean, I don't think, like I said, I don't think there was, like, enough, like, awareness about it, like, back in 2000. I guess not. I, I mean, like, know. now, like, we'd all look at that and be like, that's weird. I don't know. But, it like, was... again, like, back in 2000, I don't think people were, like... Well, yeah, but did he just leave the students that were in his classroom? Because she wasn't the only one there. Yeah. What happened I... to them? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> she, she goes to the hospital, and they find out that Adam was, he had, like, a high temperature or something, and she's, like, really scared. She tells her parents that she that she's scared. Jamie says that she's scared that things were ruined, um, between them. Oh. Yeah, and the parents, like, now understand how the Quints are individuals because one of them got sick. Yeah. Um, and Jamie finally tells her parents that she wants to follow her own path. Like, the path that they set, like, might not be the right one for her. And her parents are like, we just want what's best for you. Like, we're sorry that we tried to force this on you and it's not what you wanted. We just wanted what was best. And Jamie's like, well, art makes me happy, and isn't that enough, like, mm-hmm. to follow what makes me happy? That's what's best for me? Yeah. And they're like, it's more than enough. Like, we just want you to be happy. Yeah, and they tell her that they accept her, and they love her, they give her a hug. It's like this whole thing. Um, Albert comes in, and he starts talking about how um, if Adam doesn't get well in the next couple days, they're going to have to cancel, and that's going to be a big deal and all this stuff. And the parents are finally just like, it doesn't matter. Like, like our well, child also is suggest, sick. like, a different baby. Yeah, Albert's like, oh, we could, like, hire a baby actor, and then Dad is like, literally, fuck off. Well, and then Jamie's like, I'll substitute, like, making a joke, and then he's, and then the agent's like, no, you can't be part of the picture. And yeah. that's when the parents were like, Jamie is a part of our picture, and you are not. You are fired. Yeah. So, um, as she mentioned earlier, she agreed to give up her art exhibit to babysit so that her parents could receive their Parents of the Year award. She wanted to treat her parents to a night out because it's, like, it's obviously been, like, a stressful time. Yeah. Um, so as her parents leave for the gala, Zoe and Brad walk in. And as they're leaving, Dad tells Jamie not to let Brad touch her stuff. Oh, I didn't. Did you notice that? No, I didn't even know that. Yeah, as they're leaving, he's like, don't let him touch your stuff. What? (laughs) I did not hear that. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know. So they get to the gala to meet the governor, a.k.a. Barney from the Andy Griffith Show. And the governor is like, where are the quids? 
And at that point, Jamie's narrating, and she sees on the invitation that the parents and the quince were invited to the dinner, and that they were supposed to bring the quince. So Jamie's like, I'm going to bring the quince to the dinner and save the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so the art teacher drives them all in his van. Yeah, uh, um, the- <laughs> cut back to, like, the dinner, and the governor's like, we'll send state troopers to go Where get the are quince, the quince here. And yeah. I was like, how are you going to get, like, He's car really seats for all of them? I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah, the van ends up breaking down, and Jamie and her friends take a bus and a subway. I thought this was a small town. I don't know if there's a subway there. Yeah, but they're, like, on this subway, and these, like, big-ass, like, motorcycle dudes, like, start staring them down. It's a very weird moment. We cut back to the gala, and the governor is losing his mind because the quints aren't there, and that's, like, a big deal. But lo and behold, the motorcycle people help them bring the they quince walk in. in holding the babies like by like not even in the car seats all the bikers are just like holding the baby <laughs> i guess that they were fans of the quince but like they don't explain that at all and for some reason that's okay that these random people are holding <laughs> their children like there's five of them one of them could have just like ran off with one of the kids yeah, so after they, like, drop off the babies, the governor offers for a driver, well, he offers that they could stay, and Jamie's like, no, this is your night, I'm not dressed for it. Uh, he says that, oh, I can have a driver take you home, or wherever you want. And she's like, okay, I know where we should go. <laughs> so then she has another one of her daydreams, and she's like, we went to the ice cream parlor and had a great time. Just kidding, they went back to the art show. They got there just in time, which, like, I don't know what that means, but... But Actually, yeah, I do, because there was, was an award. Yeah, well, there's, like, one award, and they're, like, one student out of the art show is, like, recognized for their talents or whatever. As the artist of the year. As the artist of the year. And Jamie wins, and it's a blue ribbon, like, what she's wanted all oh. along. And then she um, daydreams money falling from the sky, and I remember this scene so vividly, <laughs> where she's, like, on stage, and the song starts playing, where it's, like, money falling all around me yeah and like as money is falling she's like that didn't happen but but, she's, but you know what did happen her parents showed up with the quince the governor and the governor's entourage yeah and so they're like as soon as you left we remembered what a big night it was and we couldn't <laughs> be parents of the year if we missed out on this right um yeah so then after that jamie is like i became eligible i like my grades came up because like i became like a happier person and I became eligible for George Washington School, but I said no. Um, there's a newspaper clipping from the night of the art show that highlights the entire family, not just the Quince. Mm-hmm. Um, ja- Jamie went into ninth grade. Her grades remained steady. Like, not, like, the best, but, like, still good. Yeah. Um, her art got better, and she's happy, or at least happy, that as happy as a 14-year-old can be. Yeah. Dad got a promotion. Mom manages the Quince career, even though they're babies. And well, really, I thought it was just, like, mom scaled back her work at the newspaper. Well, I, it said that mom manages the Quince careers now instead of, like, Albert. And oh. then they said that they're comfortable, but dad can't quit his job. He's also still taking classes. Yeah. Because he can never stop learning. Yeah, and then the movie ends with Jamie making a joke about mom being pregnant with septuplets. Just but, kidding. You should know that by now, not to fall for ha, it. Ha ha ha. <laughs> And that's that's that. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was gonna. What was something? There was something I was gonna ask. I think it was just mostly about like grades. Like her parents never are like outright mad at her about her grades. But I know when I was in grade school that I there were people in my class whose parents were like super strict about grades, which I can't 
imagine because I like, was harder on myself about my grades than my parents. Were. Well, yeah, like my parents wanted. Well, I also I just like naturally did well in school, so. Well, yeah, my parents wanted me to do well, but they never like put pressure on me. I was also thinking about that because they would get their report cards and they wouldn't know what their grades were. Like, I guess I can kind of see that because like back before we could like check our grades in high school. Yeah, in grade school we didn't know what our grades were till we got like the physical report card. Yeah, we kind of had something where we could do that towards, like, the end of my time in grade school, but I don't know. I was just thinking about that. It was kind of weird, but... (laughs) But Yeah, well, one thing I was going to say was I like how this movie portrayed, like, communication between a parent and child, because, like, looking back, like, there were things that, like, I, like, I thought that I knew what my parents would think about, like, something, but, Mm -hmm. like, the whole time I was just, like, wrong, and they were like, we don't care, just, like, do what you want. Right. Well, it, it's also something interesting, like, I'm the youngest and you're the middle child, so neither one of us have, like, a big age difference between me and our siblings, so we didn't have that, like, whole, like, helping take care of a sibling. Yeah, no, my younger but, brother's four years younger than well, me. Well, yeah, but my oldest brother is 12 years older than me, so I'm sure that he probably would have an interesting perspective on that kind of thing, because I know that, like, he babysat me and, like, took care of me and, like, my younger brothers to, like, an extent when he was yeah, younger. Yeah, I, my, <laughs> I never, like, babysat, like, other people's children, and I always say that, like, I never babysat, but my mom would be like, oh, like, you babysat your brother. And I was like, no, Sean's four years younger than me. He played video games downstairs while I watched TV upstairs. Like, that's not. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. Like, whenever there's big age differences between children. I do know people that, like, I grew up with who there was, like, a huge age difference, like, in their families. And they, there was a lot of responsibility put on them. Well, yeah, that's something that I think is interesting. And she feels that, like, responsibility, too. Like, she wants to take care of them. But that's different than, like, being forced into it, I guess. Right. So. That's just interesting. I thought this movie was, like, I don't know, it was kind of deeper than I remembered it being. Like, I remembered yeah. it was Well, obviously, like, there's Brown. a lot of things that, like, I I wouldn't see. I don't, I was, like, really young whenever I watched this the first time. Yeah. I just remember, like, there was a girl and she had five kids, she had five si- siblings. Yeah, and Quince means quintuplets. all around me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I remember that scene so vividly. I just remember seeing Kimberly J. Brown not as Marnie, and I was like, yeah. what is this? The commercial that they always played was her whenever they, like, revealed the truck and she was in, like, the diaper costume. Yeah. It's like, I want a different part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't think I wrote down any direct quotes in here besides the one about the girl finds herself even though she didn't know she was lost, which I think is kind of funny. They're, like, trying to be self-aware, but in trying to be self-aware, they're just, like, falling into the stereotypes, but not in, like, a knowing way. I don't know. It's it's strange. (laughs) So how did you rate and rank this? I gave this a 3.5 out of 5, and I put it at number 10 in between Brink and Smart House. Yeah, I gave this a 3 out of 5. I put it at number 14. Rip Girls is above it, and Under Wraps is below it. But I realized I put this, like, right in the middle, because this is the 28th, so. Is is it, what? (laughs) I put this movie right in the middle of the list so far. Oh, we did 28 movies. Yeah, so it's number 14, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Next week, we'll be watching The Other Me. We have another Lawrence Brother movie. Oh, I've never seen this movie. (laughs) Bless you. Okay, sorry about that. (laughs) I don't have coronavirus, probably. 